All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Happy Friday, hockey fans. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, the last show of the week. They let us get to Friday again. We are live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube, where we are looking for inbox questions with the hashtag AskDFO. We are also live on the Daily Faceoff Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. He is our hockey insider, Frank Cervalli. Frank, how are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, pretty decent game last night in Calgary between the Leafs and Flames. Lots to talk about. Lots happening around the hockey world. Let's go. Yeah, there is a lot to get to. The show, as always, brought to you by Botano. I'll have my picks a little bit later on. But if you want to get in on the action, NFL divisional round, a busy weekend in the NHL, you can do it all at Botano.ca. Frank, you were at the Saddle Dome last night, Flames versus Leafs, and a day after Sheldon Keefe came out and basically said, I can't rely on anyone. Who's going to stand up and be a leader? Austin Matthews, the Leafs' highest paid player, raised his hand and said, I got you, coach. A hat trick for number 34. Another hat trick for number 34. And he led the Leafs to a much needed victory. Yeah, a little bit of a wobble down the stretch, thanks to a coach's challenge that bailed out the Leafs in the third period. But, um, you know, you look at Austin Matthews here, his fourth hat trick of the year comes last night. Hats litter the ice at the Saddle Dome. Go Leafs, go chance going on for a road game. And now Matthews has 22 goals in his last 21 games. And look, it's a way outside chance. But the fact that we're even thinking about or flirting with the idea of 50 goals in 50 games being a potentiality is crazy to even consider. But Matthews has played himself into that spot. The swagger that he has it's so ridiculously impressive 
almost the ease with which he scores goals. And this year, you know, on track for 70 plus, let's go. It is quite remarkable. And our pal Paul Paduti put out a tweet uh, the other day about the most single season adjusted goals and what Austin Matthews is on pace for, Frank. And it's going to be tied with Mario Lemieux if he can get there for the third most impressive goal scoring season of all time. That is absolutely bananas. And it allows me to push back on a take you had. Frank, I'm going to tell you right now, William Nylander is not this team's MVP. It's Austin Matthews. Yeah, I mean, the take was really through the first part of this year. And as much as Matthews was scoring, Nylander was still probably their MVP through probably through the month of November. But the way Matthews has played, he's certainly grabbing that mantle from Nylander. And like you said, at a really critical time, the fact that their coach called them out and Sheldon Keefe on Wednesday with some really pointed comments, I almost... I kind of felt like when hearing Sheldon Keefe say that, and and to be fair, this win doesn't drag the Leafs out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination, but I almost felt like when Keefe said what he did, waiting for someone to step up, that he's clearly heard his name on the hot seat. It almost felt to me like he was throwing his hands up in the air saying, hey, this isn't on me, this is on the players, and usually not really a path that you want to go down, but they ended up pulling out a win after being down too early and really having nothing going against the flames. Uh, quickly on the flames perspective of this, a tough loss, their winning streak comes to an end, but quickly Yegor Sharangovich scored another goal last night. And I'll be honest, when they made that deal and Sharangovich was included, I was kind of like, ah, you know, if you're tearing things down and heading towards rebuild, why do you want a guy like that? Dead wrong. The flames saw something in him and he's been great. 19 goals on the year. He's traded for with a third round pick for Tyler Toffoli He's got 19, Toffoli has 16, Toffoli's 31 and a pending UFA. They've got Sharon Govich under contract for next year as well at 3.1 million. I mean, this deal straight up is a home run. Add in the third rounder and the Flames walked away from that deal laughing. Yeah, it's a really solid piece of work from Craig Conroy. Uh, let's stay in the Western Conference and head to Minnesota where they were dealt just more tough injury news, Frank. This team can't stay healthy. I know Jared Spurgeon was already out of the lineup, but then the Wild get dealt the blow that their captain is going to miss the rest of the season. It's season-ending hip and back surgery for Jared Spurgeon. And now you look at that Wild blue line, Frank, and it's Jonas Brodine and Brock Faber. And, and like, there's just, there's nothing there. And I think this puts a nail in the coffin. Maybe not the final nail, but a big nail in the coffin of the Wild season. I'm with you. And the Spurgeon injury was kind of trending this way for the last couple of weeks. They wanted to give him two to three weeks to see if he could rehab it, feel better, maybe find a way to slog through the rest of the season. Obviously that's not the case. And you know, you're right. You look at the wild and, and where they are. It's unfortunate for them because Spurgeon is, yes, he's such a huge part of what they're trying to do, but they kind of made the right moves. You think back to, the coaching change that they made, they got the bump. John Hines, I think under their first 15 games, they were 12 and three under John Hines. And so you're thinking, okay, this team, like the Oilers who made their coaching change before them, they're going to find a way to get in and be one of those wild card teams. And after back-to-back 100-point seasons and some disappointing playoff results, I was thinking, all right, this is how they get back in the race. But then the wheels fall off. Spurgeon's out. Brodeen's out. Kaprizov, their leading scorer, is gone. Philip Gustafson, their starting goalie. It's not just the volume of players that they lost. It was how critical all those pieces are to the team. And so it's really difficult to compete. 
everyone's been banged up this year at one point or another. It feels like Zuccarello missed a little bit of time. Like, and Brodine, you talked about their back end. Brodine's, he hasn't been healthy all year, it feels like. So it gets thin in a hurry. No team can withstand losses like that. And this is why I labeled the Minnesota Wild as a trending seller. The white flag typically isn't in Bill Guerin's arsenal, but this team, you know, looking at the reality of the math and the situation, they're probably going to have little choice but to examine what the trade market looks like for some of these guys, including a speedy Brandon Duhame and Mark Andre Fleury, maybe, and Pat Maroon. Like, those are all the types of, of conversations that Bill Guerin's going to have to have. Yeah, a week ago, we were talking about, you know, a tough decision for the Wild to potentially make out of March 8th. And it certainly feels like the injuries are making Bill Guerin's decision for him uh let's move along frank and we have an our daily face-off deadline article is out now at dailyfaceoff.com and today it's about swing players mark andre fleury is one of those pieces but he's not the name on that board that has my attention frank the one that stands out the most to me it's jake gensel and the fact that i mean i think without a doubt he's the most impactful player on this list you look at the numbers he can put up has experience playing with skill obviously Sidney crosby if he shakes loose is he not potentially the most impactful player that could be available at this deadline. If he shakes loose, he rockets to number one on our trade targets board, elite point producer, elite talent. You see him here well North of a point per game. Uh, someone that has big game Stanley cup experience and did it at a young age in this league, winning back to back cups. And you look at where the, the Pittsburgh penguins are at, like, they're in tough to make the playoffs. Their metrics and underlying numbers have mostly been pretty good all season long. They can't really seem to put any sort of consistency together and they're hanging in. But for an aging team, if they fall three, four, five points out when it comes to March 8th, I don't think Kyle Dubas is going to really have any choice but to move on from Jake Ensel. The last thing you'd want to do is walk through it and sign an extension to keep him to have him, you know, a complete rebuild upcoming for a team that would have missed the playoffs two years in a row now with Sidney Crosby having an all-world season and a healthy Evgeny Malkin and a 100-point defenseman in Eric Carlson. If you have all those things and you're not making it, the last thing you want to do with Gensel is take him and sign him to a contract to have him be the very best player on the 31st or 32nd best team in the NHL for a stretch of that deal. So they have to cash in and, and get the assets back on the rebuild if they are out of the playoff picture. But the sticky situation is because of that core and because of the commitment to them and the deals that they've signed with Latang and with Malkin, they owe it to that core to give them every last opportunity to get in this year and see if they can make some noise. And it's kind of a tough spot for a, a guy who's a first year manager in that city. Yeah, it's not an easy year for uh, for Kyle Dubas after joining the Pens, making the big summer splash for Eric Carlson. Another name on there that really caught my attention, Frank, was Max Pacioretty out in Washington. Um, $2 million cap it, incredibly reasonable, and a guy who, again, has scored some big goals in his career. If you're a contending team looking for, we'll call it middle six help, maybe, maybe Pacioretty's not in his first-line days anymore, but a second- or third-line guy who can chip in with some goals. If Washington is willing to eat 50% of that, you got to think contenders are lining up, no? Yeah, I, here's the only thing. He's played well since coming back. You heard TJ Oshie last night singing his praises, saying that Pacioretty's been a huge reason why Oshie's been able to bounce back and find himself again. 
Pacioretty has the first no move clause in franchise history, except for Alex Ovechkin. And the reason, part of the reason why he was able to get that in Washington is he wanted to control, you know, his future and what that deadline might look like if the caps were out of the mix. I'm not saying for sure that he wouldn't wave, but I think the thought process right now, having just worked himself back into the lineup is, is certainly to, to give himself a long run in Washington. And I, He's not, I don't think he's one of those players that really likes to be on the move. So uh, I have some real doubts as to whether or not he'd actually make it to market. And obviously that's something that the Caps would have to respect given the contract that they gave him. I also think the Flyers are pushing to sign Nick Sealer. You saw the list from Matt Larkin. Alexander Carrier to me is a no-brainer guy that should be on the move from Nashville. And We'll see about Marc-Andre Fleury because I think he's in a bit of a similar category to Max Pacioretty in the sense that the Wild, if he doesn't want to go anywhere, they're not not—they're certainly not going to push him or even ask. He'd probably have to come to them and raise his hand. Fair enough. Uh, let's move along, Frank. It is Friday, and I want to have some fun. It's always enjoyable for me to try to stump you with some NHL trivia from now basically the first half of the season. So I got three sets for you. It's two truths and a lie, Frank. A. Two teams have hit double digits and goals in a single game this season. B, the most points a player has put up in a single game is five. And C, no team has put up 60 shots in a game this season. Which one of these is the lie? Uh, I think the lie is two teams have hit double digits and goals this season. That one is true, Frank. Pittsburgh and Vancouver have both hit double digits and goals. We're going to chat with Eric Erlinson in a couple of minutes. He was in attendance, presumably, when Nikita Kucherov put up six points. So both him and Chris Letang have put up six points this season. Uh, number two, Frank, in our two truths and a lie. The most I mean, They get tougher, so I apologize in advance. Uh, the most power play goals scored in a single game this year is five. The most power play opportunities one team has had in a single game is ten. And no team has scored two shorthanded goals in a single game this year. Which one of these is the lie? Come on, Frank. I believe in you. <laughs> well, I don't think it's C. It's, it's First off, these are a lot to process having not seen it. Yeah, um, I should have given you a heads up on them. That is I'm going to say the most power play goals scored this season in a single game is five. Ah, I, I tried to walk you into it with a good read on three. Uh, Phillies actually scored three shorthanded goals in a game this season, Frank, which is bananas. So, okay. Yeah. All right. And you know what? Because I know I'm stumping you. It sucks. So you know what I'm going to do for this third one, Frank? I'm going to try to stump the chat. Our boy Gavin is going to throw a poll in the YouTube chat and the YouTube chat can have their say at number three. Which one of these three stats is the lie? No goalie is a 40 plus save shutout this season. No goalie has recorded a multi-point game this season. And Evan Bouchard leads the NHL with 62 shots via the slap shot this season. So we'll uh, let people know in the chat. And you I know think what? it's C. You think it's C is the lie? No, I think it's the, so look, this is what's throwing me off. Look at the question. Which one is true? This uh, well, is, it's the, maybe that part of the graphic is what's getting me. I think, I think, I think Bouchard is leading the league with 62 slap shots. All right. Well, let me know in, uh, in the YouTube chat and we'll, uh, you know, we'll do a little teaser, Frank. We'll get to it after our big segment. It's the all 32 with Eric Erlinson. 
The All 32 is delivered by DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and use the promo code NATION25. Eric Erlinson, lightninginsider.com, back on the show. I always appreciate you giving us some time, Eric. And we're talking about a Tampa Bay team that is hot right now. A perfect four-game homestand for the Bolts after you know, a pretty average start to the season. What are the Bolts doing right now that they weren't doing in the first half of the year? Well, the biggest thing is they're not turning the puck over. It's, you know, with, with this team and the offensive talent they have, when they, and John Cooper calls them gimmies, when they gimme a puck away and it leads to a grade A scoring chance, you know, you look at the goaltending numbers this year, they don't look good. But the, both goaltenders have been good. When Jonas Johansson filled in at the start of the year, he made some saves. He was It was one of those situations where, okay, you give him four, are you giving up the fifth? And, and that's kind of where things were with the goaltending. And it's kind of been that way with Andre Vasilevsky since he's come back as well. So the big thing is that they've cut down the scoring chances against. And uh, we know this team can score goals. They're among the top you know scoring teams in the league. It's a question of what they keep out of their net. And, and I think that they've done a better job of limiting the, the high-grade, um, you know, the high-danger chances against. Do you also think, Eric, there was a bit of a wake-up call with this team, like finding themselves outside of the playoff picture, even the last couple of years in the regular season as they've kind of meandered their way through it and waiting to flip the switch? They'd kind of always been in that third spot, at least in, in the division, or it certainly had a wild card lockdown. Did, did those guys just wake up and, and check the paper one day and say, hey, we, we've got to get it going here? Thank you for mentioning newspapers. Not too many people yeah. actually mention those anymore. Um, I, I think there's something to that. You know, this is a, a veteran-laden team, um, you know, with Hedman and Stamkos and, um, you know, the guys that have been around for a while and helped this team win cups. They've gotten off to good starts the last number of years, and they've been able to kind of utilize that and have that cushion, that insurance policy, if you will. And it wasn't there this year. They've just been kind of a, a 500 team for the most part uh, leading up till now. And, and I think that that is something that, um, you know, the leader said, okay, we have to do this. We have to get on a run. And that's what they've, they're kind of doing right now. We'll see what happens on the road trip that's coming up. But uh, I think the other part of it too, is they've had my number, my math might be wrong on this. I think they've had eight players make their NHL debuts this year because of the injuries to Mikhail Sergachev uh, in particular, he's been out since before Christmas, uh, won't be back until after the all-star break. It's allowed them to bring up some of these players because they're always a cap team. They're always tight to the cap. But because of the LTI with, with Sergachev, they've been able to bring up an Emil Lilleberg or a Jack Thompson um, or a Gage Gonsalves, you know, guys that they want to get a look at at the NHL level. I think that's injected a little bit of life into that locker room as well. So I think it's a combination of, of you know, understanding where they're at in the standings, but also some uh, some juice coming from some of these players coming up and making their NHL debuts. Yeah, Eric, I was going through and getting ready for this segment, reading a little bit about the Bolts, and I'm going – when I'm going through their lineup, it was a lot of, who's that? Oh, who's that? I'm learning all these new players. Of all these guys who have stepped up and filled in for injuries, maybe who's been the, the best surprise for the Bolts? Uh, Emil Lilleberg. Um, you know, that hit he delivered on Saturday uh, in the Anaheim game, I'm sure that resonated around the league. I mean, you don't see guys get hit like that too often. And it was a perfectly clean hit. You know, he's a big 22-year-old uh, defenseman from Norway that was signed as uh, undrafted. I mean, he was, I'm sorry, he was drafted by Arizona, uh, but he was in, playing over in Europe and they signed him as a free agent. Um, didn't know much about him. You know, he stood out a little bit in training camp uh, and you were wondering if you'd see him this year and he's come in and, you know, the best way John Cooper's put it about Lilleberg is he starts plays and he ends plays. And if you're a defenseman and you can do that, that's a pretty good compliment. Yeah, no doubt. When you're looking at this lineup, Eric, um, there's been, I don't want to say a couple disappointments, but 
you know, I know that he's he's out right now, but Tanner Janot has probably not lived up to expectations uh, this year. I, you know, it's hard to say for sure that, you know, Sorelli probably on track for another 40-point year is is really a big disappointment, but were the Lightning expecting some more from some guys that they just haven't gotten it? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, I think I think Sergeyev, when he was in the lineup, uh, you know, he with, with the trade of Ryan McDonough before last year, he was expected to fill that role in those minutes and, and everything else. And, um, you know, he, he's actually kind of taken a step back this year. And uh, that, I mean, even he canceled his Instagram account. I mean, he just completely deleted it. He, you know, when players delete their own social media accounts, that something's kind of going on. So you, you can tell the kind of season that he's had. I, I think he's the big one. And they don't have the depth on defense like they've had in the past couple of years. I mean, Hedman, McDonough, and Sergachev on the left side, you know, one or two of those guys are on the ice at any point during the game. That was a pretty good left side. They just don't have that anymore. Uh, they don't have the depth on the right side behind Eric Chernak, and he's been in and out of the lineup as well. So I, I think that's the guy they need um, to be more of a leader, to be more of a of a of a, a tough guy to play against on a more consistent basis. Uh, is Mikhail Sergachev? Again, we won't see him probably till after the All Star break, uh, and maybe that'll give him a chance to be refreshed because he's a guy that they, they count on a lot. Looking at potentially deadline plans for the Tampa Bay Lightning, one thing that I've loved that this Tampa Bay team and this front office has done is they go out, they add at the deadline, but it's always been players who could help for years down the line. This year, I'm looking at a team that might need some help, but no first-round pick in each of the next two drafts, no second-rounder this year. Do you think Julian Breezebaugh is going to be maybe forced to sit on his hands this year? A lot's going to depend on where they're at you know, come the trade deadline in March. Uh, if they're outside the playoff picture, he might actually sell. He's got a couple of guys in, you know, Calvin DeHaan and Connor Sherry and, and Tyler Mott that would probably be attractive to, to potential playoff teams um, if they get to that point. But, you know, the one thing about Julian is uh, the one year he stood pat was 18-19. And uh, Lightning fans are cringing at that thought because that's obviously the year they got swept by Columbus in the first round because, he, he didn't think that that team at that time with the season that they had needed to, to add anything. He didn't want to disrupt that apple cart. I think if they're in a position to make the playoffs, I think he'll do something. Obviously, he can't make a big splash because of the draft collateral that he's already, already given away. Um, I, but I, I think knowing Julian and how bold he's been the past number of years, I, I think that there's uh, that potential once again, even though he'll tell us he's not going to do anything. You can find his work at lightninginsider.com. Always a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for doing this, Eric. Appreciate it, boys. Be well. Frank, we are hitting the road after this and heading out to beautiful Jasper, Alberta with our friends at Tourism Jasper, and they are the sponsor of our daily face-off inbox question. Hashtag AskDFO. Let's get to one. Hey, Andrew was the first one in, so I got to read his question if he was committed enough to be the first one in the chat today. He said, of all the teams that are through 41 games so far this season, who would you label as the biggest surprise? Now I have to sort and see all the teams. I guess everyone's played 41 games, right? Except for the Sens. The biggest surprise has to be the Flyers. I mean, did anyone expect them to be knocking on the door of the Metro Division title? Uh, Certainly not me. Uh, Certainly not even with their hot start to the season. I figured they'd fade. And, you know, a team, John Tortorella said it again after last night's game, and I thought it was fascinating to hear. You know, you give uh, decent players some space, and they can become good players. And you give good players some space and they can become great players. And 
the Flyers have just stifled almost everyone that they've played against. They outwork everyone on their forecheck. They are relentless in their own end. And their lack of talent is being made up for by hard work. You, you see a game like last night against the Stars. Dallas had one shot, one on goal through halfway through the game, almost. It was the first 26 and a half minutes of the game. That's that's insane. Dallas is a is an elite cup contending team. And the Flyers just worked them from puck drop. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, Sturdy is in the YouTube. I asked everybody in there where they're watching the show from today. He said he's coming in from Bucks County, Pennsylvania, Frank. Hey, that's and where he I'm from. Exactly. And he wanted you to talk about the Flyers. So you get, you granted Sturdy's wish there as uh, we move along in the show and get to our battalion. Sturdy is uh, probably enjoying a snow day back home. Oh, really? There's some bad weather back home? Yeah, some, uh, some schools closed today. Second time or third time this week, depending on where you are. Wow, schools I'm sure tracks tracks people up in Canada. I know it always does. All right, let's get to our daily bets for our friends at Botano. Hey. The game starts now at Botano.ca. Frank, just one play for me here on a Friday night, but it is a plus money play because I love doing that on a Friday and it's juicy. I think the Devils are in a bit of a bounce back spot here. A get right game for New Jersey after another disappointing loss earlier this week to the Montreal Canadiens. Give me that puck line, plus 147. I think it's worth the stab. There was nothing else I really loved on this slate. So when there's nothing you love, take a stab at something that pays good. So why not? And also, we got this, Frank. What do you think? Odds to win the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament. I'm not saying I'm the one that set this, but I do play on Team Oilers Nation. I have made them the favorites, um, but I was quickly pointed out to me, Team Oilers Nation is the only team that doesn't have a former NHLer on it. So we might be in a bit of trouble. The odds makers might have messed up. Who's on Flames Nation from the NHL? Ah, I'm forgetting his name now. It's uh, He used to be a goalie. He was a pro goalie for a while. Oh. How am I forgetting his name? Ah, you put me on the spot, darn. That's Revenge. fine. But I'm feeling pretty good about having Jay Rosehill on my squad, so I'm liking where this is heading. You also got uh, Nick Alberga. So Jay Rosehill, I was, someone said, do you think Rosie's going to have to fight? I said, you might have to go step in if our boy Nick Alberga gets gets a little too chirpy. So you might have, have to you- fight 
team in the in the tournament. Have you considered wearing a cage this year? Uh no. And but my scars healed up nicely. I think I'm still gonna rock just the straight visor though. No, no bubble cage for me. Okay. Uh Gavin, good reminder. Two truths and a lie. Uh the chat, Frank, they nailed it. They got option C. How about this for a stat? Evan Bouchard has 62 shots via the slap shot this season. Second in the entire league, only has 47. He's taken 15 more slap shots than anyone else in the NHL. Second place being Drew Doughty of the Kings. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm too dumb because I was getting hung up on the which is true question on the actual graphic. So I don't know. I'm pleading, I'm pleading ignorance to that. It's it's basically just a, a segment for me to flex all the cool stats I can dig up. Uh, garbage time, Frank. It is brought to you by Wendy's and the Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool Up now. DailyFaceoffSurvivor.com. Hey, if you are still alive, this has been one of the toughest weeks going. These are your options here tonight. Maybe a little San Jose victory over the Anaheim Ducks. That might not be a bad spot. No. Okay. I'm not sorry. Like I'm just not betting my week on the Sharks winning anything. That's that's the thing. You got to get a little bold sometimes. Uh, Garbage time today, Frank. We showed a Paul Paduti tweet from earlier today at Adjusted Hockey on Twitter. But I want to talk about an article he has up on the site today. The most under-honored players in the NHL today. And it all the term underrated always drives me nuts. Because I always feel like once a player gets the label of underrated, it's kind of like, okay, they're properly rated. Like people still sometimes like, oh, Alexander Barkov is so underrated. No, everyone knows Alexander Barkov's good, but I like that Paul took a different angle at this, looking at kind of players who haven't been honored for awards maybe as much as they should. It was a really, really cool list. Yeah, and great job by Paul. All thrilled to have his work uh, on dailyfaceoff.com on a more regular basis coming up, uh, looking like once a week. So Paul does great work and uh, also wanted to give a shout out to, this is a little trivia question for you. Do you know who has the hardest shot in the NHL this season? As tracked by NHL Edge. Philip Hronick? No, we have a new record set last night. Darren Radish of the Tampa Bay Lightning hit 102.4 in a game for the Bolts. That is the hardest shot on record in the player and puck tracking era. So it's not just this season. It's over each of the last three seasons that that Darren Radish has that record. And... uh, Pretty decent flex. I love some of the stats you see on NHL.com slash edge to see the most 22 mile an hour bursts in the NHL this season and how Nathan McKinnon has 30 more of them than Connor McDavid. There's some wild stuff going on. So shout out to Darren Radish. Listen, I'm not promoting time theft at all, but let's just say you're bored at work today, hockey fans. Sitting and just scrolling through NHL Edge and doing different player comparisons is a fantastic way to kill a couple of hours if you're a stats nerd. Yeah, and we've uh, factored some of those things into our daily face-off trade deadline analysis. I was looking at some of those things with John Goyans for Sean Monahan's player profile, which is coming up next week. One trade deadline focus story on dailyfaceoff.com over the 60 days leading up to it. So go check it out. There you go. Lots of stuff going on over a daily face off this weekend. Uh, that'll be a wrap on another week of shows. But of course, we'll be back on Monday at noon Eastern time. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.